If this is your first time joining me on the show, I want to say welcome and thanks for sharing your time with me. In the previous episode, as we have been discussing the power of unique greatness, we talked about the smart fish dumb flashlight theory. Now, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. And this is about greatness and is about in your perfect environment being in that place. So in today's episode, let's talk about how you should approach managing your perfect environment for your unique greatness to shine and to bless others by talking about your game, your rules. This brings us full circle back to you. What about you? What is your great thing? Is it writing, engaging people in meaningful conversation? Is it making new friends, closing business deals? Is it making people feel great around you? Is it about bringing hope and optimism to bad situations or making people laugh? How about sharing God's word with others? What is it? If you have to think about this for a moment or two, that's okay. Go ahead. As a matter of fact, you can pause this if you need to right now and pull out some paper and pencil and a pen and write down what you think you are naturally good at. Think about situations or places you found yourself in that you seem to really enjoy. Think about things that you did that seemed like a natural fit for you. When you were involved in these type of activities, didn't it somehow just feel right? There are environments that you work or play in that you feel most comfortable in. You seem to be in your element. You look natural. It's like you are a part of that environment somehow. And you are. Because you see, each of us is different. So the types of environments that we thrive in can also differ greatly. Some people thrive in fast-paced, um, pressurized situations, while others work better in a relaxed, low-keyed setting. But which environment is right for you? Here is a clue. If you work in a fast-paced environment and you are constantly frustrated with deadlines, timeframes, demanding situations, etc., so much so that you absolutely hate what you do, <laughs> you're probably in the wrong environment. Your situation may be the opposite. You may work in a slow pace, less demanding job that leaves you feeling unchallenged, underutilized, unmotivated, or bored. You may need something more suited to your pace. So how do you find the right environments for your unique greatness to be released? Here's it. Number one is about isolating your greatness. You can begin by isolating that one great thing that you just love doing, the thing that is so uniquely you that people around you compliment you on how well you do it, that thing that naturally fits you. And yes, it could be something that someone else already does. It, it is just your unique style and personality that makes the same task unique. Number two, pay attention to your greatness. I want you to keep a sharp eye out for your perfect environment. Because you will find that when you do the thing that you love, there are certain places it works flawlessly in. There are certain people who understand and appreciate what you offer better than others. It is around those people and in those places that your environment is found. Let me give you a personal example of this in action. 
I found out that I love sharing words of inspiration, motivation, and practical ways for improving one's life with other people. And once I get an opportunity, I can get totally excited. You can see it in my face, my actions, my eyes. And people um, that have been watching my presentations have told me this. You know, I'm totally passionate about what I share. If you let me get around people that appreciate what I share and they are also passionate about building a great life, wow, I'm in my element. I could go on for hours. Wherever those people are becomes the perfect environment for unlocking and unleashing my unique greatness. So since I now realize that this is my perfect environment and I'm like a fish in water there, those are the opportunities I look for when accepting speaking engagements. Those are the types of people I choose to share my time and my gift with. Why? Simply because I feel at home around them. They not only receive what I offer, but also appreciate getting it. And it shows in their responses, in their actions, in their questions, and in their interesting conversations with me after the talk. But how am I able to do it? It just naturally flows from me. It's a part of who I am created to be. It's built into my personality. It's also built into my reading habits. It's built into my relationships. It's built into my business. It's built into the way I serve others. Now, please believe me when I tell you that your greatness is also built into your life. And all you have to do is tap into and explore it. It's waiting on you. Here is something else you should note. Does everyone like or appreciate what I have to offer? (laughs) Of course not. This may sound unbelievable, but unlike you, some people that listen to my stuff or read my books will not receive or appreciate what I'm offering um, on a podcast like this or in any other session or even in my books. But guess what? I am okay with that. Why? Because I know that my gift is not designed to reach everyone. So I'm not writing to everyone. I'm not speaking to everyone. I'm not presenting to everyone. One of the lessons I've learned while sharing my gift is that the world is filled with people who genuinely want and can appreciate what God has placed in my life and in your life. And all we have to do is allow God to help us to find them. The Lord Jesus understood these same principles centuries ago and he used it to help prepare people involved in ministry who were desirous of sharing the love of God with others. He knew that there would be places their gifts would be rejected. But he wanted them to understand that even rejection should not stop them from sharing with the world what God deposited in them. In Matthew 10 and 14, um, Jesus said to his disciples, And whosoever will not receive you, nor hear your words when you depart out of the house or city, shake the dust off your feet. So, taking a page from Jesus' book of life principles, I too have applied this to my personal life and business. I understand now that business is not applicable everywhere. So I usually do not stay long in places where it is not welcome and appreciated. Why? Because I've learned from personal experience that it is just too hard and too time consuming to get people to see value in what I offer if they really do not care to see it. You see, for me, it's not only a waste of time and resources, but it's also a waste of life. So I found ways to better spend my life by releasing my attention and resources into the lives of those who want my help and will appreciate what I offer. So what then is my advice to you? If you're currently giving your best to people who do not want and appreciate it, stop frustrating your life. 
Stop wasting your life trying to get people to love and appreciate what you offer. Use your life to find others who will and can enjoy what you give. Because believe me, that group does exist. Or God would never have created you because there would be nobody for you to reach. Here is one more thing I want to touch on. People often come up to me after presentation and they ask this question. Conrad, you flow so naturally with what you do. Do you have to work on improving greatness in your life? Well, these people get the same answer from me every time. I tell them, of course, I am constantly working to improve myself all the time. Even God is constantly working with and upon me every day. Why? Because greatness is not a destination to be reached. It is a journey that will take you down many different excited pathways during your lifetime. And guess what? I want an exciting life, don't you? But why do I constantly work on improving my unique greatness? Well, I'm curious about the full level of my ability and I want to see how far I could really go in my lifetime. And once you find your stride, you will become curious as well. So what does this mean to you? Well, it simply means that you will face a season when you must understand that your unique greatness will be under construction. In the next upcoming episode, we'll talk about your unique greatness under construction and the fifth key to unlocking this unique power in your life, which is working through your own process of greatness development.